With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was a cold, rainy night Welcome back to another edition of NFL Draft Previews from the Fans First Sports Network. Andrew Wilbar and myself, Jeremy Betts, will be going through each of the, di- the divisions in the league, answering the most important questions for each team, like top needs, players to watch, and more. Today, we're going to be talking AFC West, Andrew. How you feel about this AFC West group that overall, I know they got a Super Bowl winner out of the deal, but overall <laughs> underperformed heavily in 2022 based on uh, off-season projections for them heading into the season. It's going to be intriguing. You have so much money that has been invested into these quarterbacks. Just imagine what it's going to be like this year. You have Jimmy Garoppolo with the Raiders. Do they still consider adding a quarterback in the draft? There's some intrigue there. And then some of these teams that are picking later in the draft, what do they do? They still have some needs, some patchwork they have to do if they want to be able to win this division. It should be competitive again, but we'll see what happens, specifically with Denver and Russell Wilson. Yeah, let's start there in Denver and Russell Wilson. The biggest disappointment of 2022 was the Denver Broncos and that offense after bringing in that quarterback, and uh, really hoping that he was the guy to to take them back to uh, the heights of uh, the NFL landscape. It did not work, Andrew. But they've made some attempts here uh, in 2023 so far through free agency to add some players to help out Russell Wilson, specifically along the offensive line, adding Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle from San Francisco, one of the top uh, free agents available in this in this uh, 2023 class. Uh, offensive guard Ben Powers, they bring him in to bolster the interior of the offensive line. And then they also added to the defensive line, bringing in Zach Allen from Arizona, a young ascending player on the defensive line. Uh, it's a great free agency class that they brought in, but they still have a bunch of needs. And it's a good defense that they've got there. Um, but time to to maybe replace some players to recycle a little bit there. Uh, Let's ask our, our, the first of our three questions that we do uh, in these episodes here. Question number one, what are the Denver Broncos top needs heading into the draft? Center has to be a position that they're going to address at some point. Lloyd Cushenberry is going into the final year of his contract. Hasn't really lived up to the hype. Hasn't lived up to my expectations for sure. And you also look at edge rusher, a position that they've lost pieces at over the past couple seasons. That's an area that they could be looking at as well early on. A team whose first-round pick this year is actually already sitting in the quarterback room (laughs) this year and next year. Uh, 
Russell Wilson uh, was uh, the their pick this year was part of the package to bring in Russell Wilson. So they don't pick till pick 67, Andrew. Um, but they're going to have some needs outside of those top ones there. Uh, question number two that we're going to ask here, what is the sneaky kind of under the radar need for the Denver Broncos uh, this year? I would say corner. When you look at their roster, obviously you have Patrick Sertain on the one side and he's going to blanket that side of the field. But after that, you've got Isang Bassey, Fayon Hicks, Damari Mathis, Kawan Williams. You don't have a whole lot there. I think corner is a position they have to address early on a lot sooner than what fans seem to believe. I like Damari Mathis coming out last year as a late-round pick, and they they took him, and uh, he didn't quite work out as well as I thought he might, um, but he's got some potential still this year. But, yes, they could definitely use help on the other side of Pat Sertan. Players that make sense then, Andrew, on day two, since they don't have a first-round pick, you mentioned center, you mentioned edge rusher. Who are some guys that fit the Broncos there? Joe Tipman is probably going to be off the board at this point. He's a guy who's been rising. I think Luke Whippler, if he's there, there's a lot of teams that actually need centers this year, which is a surprise. So if Luke Whippler is there, I think he'd be a great value for what Denver needs. But at the same time, if you're looking at edge rusher, Felix Anudike Uzama, a guy who's been mocked in the late rounds of in the late portions of the first round and many mock drafts, a guy whose draft stock has kind of fluctuated and if this edge rusher class, there's going to be somebody that falls. We just don't know who it is. So we can yeah. give you names, but ultimately we're not going to know who's going to be available at edge rusher until the day of. I mean, I, I think Will McDonald has a chance to be a first-round pick, but he could happen to fall all the way this far. You know, we do not know what is going to happen with some of these guys. Derek Hall is a guy I would keep my eye on, though. Edge rusher out of Auburn who displays some bend, some burst around the edge. He'd be a good fit for Denver's scheme. I think that would be a guy to keep an eye on in that later portion of the second round. Absolutely. Moving on to the team that they're all chasing, the team every team is chasing because they are the Super Bowl champs of 2022, the Kansas City Chiefs. Key free agency signings for the Chiefs. They brought in offensive tackle Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville. He's going to replace Orlando Brown on the left side of that offensive line, most likely. Um, and then uh, they also brought in defensive end Charles Amenahu from San Francisco. Uh, to replace, is it Frank Clark that left in free agency? Frank. Yeah, absolutely. So they, they had a hole there at edge rusher. Uh, let's jump into their, their top needs. What do you, what do you have for, for the chiefs top needs in this draft where they pick at 31? Well, before we continue, I got to make a correction about the Broncos. That's my bad. You were correct with their two early third round picks. I'd said, uh, later second round, but ultimately they could be a team that does move up in that later second round. If there's a guy they like at the center, start to come off the board relatively quickly, but with Kansas city defensive line, like you said, that's a position they need to address early on. They don't have much depth there at all outside of Chris Jones. And then you have George Karlaftis at defensive end, but there's nobody on the opposite side of him that you can trust. Right. Charles Omane, who they bring in, where's he going to play those? He playing defensive tackle or is they playing him as a big end? You don't know what's going to happen yeah. with him. They're going to address one of those early on, but I think wide receiver or pass catcher of some sort. Travis Kelsey's 34 years old. you got to start grooming a replacement at some point. And I I gave away the sneaky need for this team, I guess. But wide receiver is another <laughs> position. You know, what's Sky Moore going to be? We all right. thought he was going to be great in this offense, but he didn't do anything year one. If he's great, you know, this is, a you know, it's still something that needs to be addressed relatively early, but it's not, oh, we have to address this early on or we're in trouble. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they did sign Richie James, but that doesn't fix your wide receiver room issues <laughs> if you're Kansas City. Good depth piece, obviously, but uh, yeah, they could definitely need somebody there. You talked tight end already as the sneaky need. Uh, could could you imagine if the Chiefs landed Dalton Kincaid at 31, who many uh, compare to Travis Kelsey because of the injury issues this last year? Could he be available there? That would be uh, very interesting to see. Uh, but let's talk some players, though, that actually make sense for the uh, Chiefs at pick 31 based on the needs that you just mentioned. Javon Dexter is the first name that comes to mind. Ooh. If you want a comp for him, look no further than the guy that he'd be playing next to, Chris Jones. Chris yeah. Jones did not have the greatest college production. Had every tool in the world. Had a thin body frame. The, when I was down at the scouting combine, the, I talked to one person specifically who was saying a lot of people in, within the league believe that this guy is Chris Jones 2.0. Wow. This guy has – he looks very similar on tape. He has the same twitchiness, has the same athleticism. Javon Dexter would make a lot of sense, especially since they have a 4-3 scheme. You don't have to have that super big dude plug in the middle being that two-gap defender. Dexter's a guy to watch. If they want a speed guy in the backfield, Jameer Gibbs is a guy. I, I like Isaiah Pacheco, and I think they can add to the running back room later on. It's not a necessity, but sure. I could see that as an ideal fit. If Jameer Gibbs is still sitting there, Andy Reid could do so much in this offense with Jameer Gibbs' speed. Throw him in the equation. Maybe you draft a running back instead of wide receiver if those top four receivers are off the board. But like you said, Dalton Kincaid is another guy uh, to keep an eye on at that point. And then probably edge rushers have got something they can – address on day two with a two below two Keon white, Zach Harrison, somebody yeah. like that. Absolutely. Jameer Gibbs uh, is not just going to run the football for you. He's going to catch a lot of passes. So In fantasy, like, he's going to be a PPR monster. Yes. Like you said, somebody to watch for a, a contender that needs a piece to just make other teams like, Oh man, you can't, you're not telling me you're serious that you've added this guy to your team already. Uh, wh what a guy for uh a potential Patrick Mahomes, Jameer Gibbs combo in that backfield. That, that sounds amazing to me. If, if I'm a chiefs fan, uh, I would be well on board with something along those lines. Let's move on to the third team in the AFC West division, the Las Vegas Raiders who, like you mentioned, brought in Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. That's their biggest free agency signing, but I was looking through uh, the free agent signings, and this team has made move after move this offseason, adding player after player at almost every position. They're just reloading. They're just going to try to to fill it in as best they can, use that cap space to the best of their ability. They use some on Jimmy G. They're bringing in Jacoby Myers from New England, um, a, probably a – uh, Josh McDaniel's favorite from his time over there. So you see the relationship there and then safety Marcus Epps out of Philadelphia to help bolster that secondary, which is going to need some help. If you're to be believed about the uh, team needs here, what are the top needs Andrew for the Raiders? When my mock drafts that I do for behind the steel curtain.com, be sure to go and check those out when they come out. I'll have my final one coming out the morning of the first round of the draft that Thursday morning. But the only reason I'm not mocking a quarterback there as of right now is because of that connection in New England with Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo because they're showing a lot of interest in these top quarterbacks. Makes you wonder if maybe they're, if 
they think one of those guys are going to be there at seven and they can get another team to trade up with them, maybe move back and get more picks. But if they stay at seven, I think that's the perfect spot to get their pick of the corners. Wherever corner they have the highest grade on for me personally, it's Joey Porter jr. But Christian Gonzalez is the most athletic guy. He's just not going to get his hands dirty and be the most aggressive tackler in the open field. Not as aggressive as you would like, but a guy who can play in any scheme, Devon Witherspoon, same thing, except he is a better tackler, just doesn't have the size. And you have a little bit more of an injury concern with Witherspoon. But all three of those guys, you could make an argument for them at pick seven. That is a huge need for them at corner and offensive line is another position they have to address. Yeah. If, you, if you are going to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo, you better protect him because uh, he's had a share of injuries and he's even gotten injured behind some pretty good offensive lines yeah. in San Francisco. That he has two high profile positions of need for them, cornerback and offensive line, specifically offensive tackle there. Uh, what's the sneaky need for this team? Where do they need help that you might not might not think right off the top of your head? I would say defensive tackle. They have guys, veteran like Jerry Tillery, and you have Jordan Willis there, but not guys who have ever really proven themselves for any period of time. They have some guys in there, John Jenkins, Bilal Nichols, Jacob Johnson, or excuse me, Jacob Johnson's um, an oversized fullback. I apologize about that. <laughs> um uh, but John Jenkins, that's the JJ name. John go. Jenkins, uh, the huge 360-pound nose tackle. But Neil Farrell, the former LSU guy who's uh, Matthew Butler, he's the guy who's probably got the most upside of any of these guys still. But you just have a bunch of guys there. There's nothing really there that gets you excited. They've lost Mo Hurst recently. They yeah. they don't have that much on the inside. I think they have to address it at some point. If uh, Keanu Benton is there on day two with one of their picks, I think that would be a spot they could look at. Mozzie Smith will probably be gone by then. Javon Dexter probably gone. But if they get desperate and they have to go on day three, you're looking at a guy like maybe a uh, Siaki Ika, even though it's not a scheme fit. Uh, same thing with Keandre Coburn. But like we said, defensive tackle is not that deep this year. So it's either – pick something really high yeah. and know what you're getting or else you're stuck with nothing. Absolutely. Obviously quarterback is on the table. You've already talked about the cornerbacks. Uh, you've already talked about the offensive tackles being a need. What if Jalen Carter with all of the off field issues that we're, we're hearing about is still there at number seven. Could the Raiders make that type of splash move in this draft? If the ownership got to decide, I would say that it's probably likely that he would be the pick. Yeah. I just don't know if Josh McDaniels will feel the same way. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out, though. That's an intriguing thought with Jalen Carter. I haven't paid attention to how much interest they've shown in Carter specifically. But if he's there, you can't argue with the pick. It's a neat position. He, yeah. You could argue that he's the best player in the draft. I don't think he is, but there's a lot of people who do. But you do have the effort concerns as well, you know, giving up on plays at times on tape. You know, is he fully engaged? Does he love the game of football? Those are all questions he has to answer. Whereas if you go for a guy like Gonzalez Witherspoon Porter, if you're in love with one of those corners, you at least know what you're getting there. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. All right, let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers, who are a very intriguing team to me because they've got that quarterback, right? And Justin Herbert, the quarterback that everybody's chasing, the big-armed athletic guy who can make all the throws and uh, you know the, the franchise-building block for hopefully a decade-plus to come, and, uh, but they're going to have to pay him soon, so they're going to have to be wise, and they're going to have to hit on some of these draft picks to take the next step. 
in the AFC West. They did some work this offseason through free agency. They brought in linebacker Eric Kendricks from Minnesota to help fill in some big-time needs on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and then they resigned uh, offensive tackle Trey Pipkins. Uh, but they're, they've got a lot of needs, and they're picking at a spot where maybe they could have their pick of one of their top needs here, Andrew, which is wide receiver. Tell us about wide why wide receiver is their top need, uh, and then also what else you have there. They lack depth for one, and two, Keenan Allen is 31 years old. They have some big guys, but they don't have a guy underneath that can make things work. Fortunately, they're picking in the perfect spot to get potentially their pick of the guy who they want. JSN may be off the board. Zay Flowers could be off the board. But if either one of those guys are there, they make sense. Jordan Addison even could be in play there. I think any of those guys could be great fits for what the Chargers want to do. Justin Herbert needs another guy underneath who's a precise route runner, a guy who can get open. That's something that they haven't had. They have jump ball guys in, yeah. in Los Angeles. Michael don't Williams. get me wrong. Yeah. But they need someone who can separate late and give Justin Herbert that guy he can go to late in a route as the pocket's collapsing and just know that that guy's going to be open. What's the sneaky need here? Oh, man. I'm going to go with the interior of the offensive line. They yeah. they really are bare there for the most part. They could afford to add either a guard or a center. They could afford to add some depth there. Not something they're probably going to want to look at, though, at 21. or Yeah, 21. I, I think it's more likely that they would go for an edge rusher there instead. There you go. Okay, so you've already talked about some players that make sense here. Wide receivers we've talked about. Uh, JSN is very interesting here. Smith and Jigba is is comped to Keenan Allen a lot as as the type of explosive slot guy that just makes plays. Get you can feed him 100, 150 yeah. targets a, a season, and he's just going to be a a target share monster. Uh, but I I like what you said about adding maybe uh, an outside receiver like Flowers that separates that gets open and i i would expect uh jsn to already be gone here so maybe that forces their hand to, to take one of these guys but uh if you're going to talk about edge rushers um you've talked about will mcdonald on this show and others as a guy who you like as a as a late first round pick um is this a reach spot for for him or is this kind of like it makes sense enough to where it, this could be a really intriguing pick for them to go after will mcdonald I don't think it's a reach. I actually haven't bid first round grade on him. I did not like him at the beginning of the process, but it wasn't until I started looking into him a little bit further. So this guy, he was used almost as a five technique a lot of times at Iowa State. Totally Isn't that crazy? As small as he is. Yeah, brutally used. He was constantly yeah. on the defensive line, was not given much help at all. In the right system, which I believe is a three-four system, outside linebacker. Obviously, Khalil Mack is not getting any younger, and you know they've, you know they've they've lost a lot of pieces at edge rusher. This is a position that they're going to have to address sooner rather than later. You look yeah. at a guy like McDonald; he can do more than just jump vehicles. You know, <laughs> this guy can <laughs> right. do a lot. He's got surprising bend around the edge. He can convert some speed to power, but I would like him to add a couple extra pounds. But he's got everything from an athletic standpoint that you're looking for. I think he's got high potential going to the next level he has pro bowl potential as soon as maybe not year one but very early in his career on his rookie contract i would kind of be surprised if he doesn't at least be in consideration for a pro bowl yeah an impact player at the very least uh early in his career and absolutely in line for accolades down the road that's gonna do it here for our discussion of the afc west teams in this 
NFL Draft Preview for 2023, brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network. Andrew, we're going to move on uh, to other things now, and uh, we're going to keep bringing these previews to you uh, as a listener. But for now, we're going to sign off here on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm Jeremy Betts. That's Andrew Wilbar. We'll see you next time. Stop and check it out. Oh,